today on CityCast Madison. Dane County officials are worried about how to conduct elections these days. Earlier this month, election workers in at least five states were threatened. Some mailed letters containing potent fentanyl drugs. Thankfully, not here in Wisconsin this time, but local officials have faced threats. Plus, there's the potential for foreign governments to interfere. So Dane County's moving election equipment and county staff to a new secure center in a pretty unique location, the old Hale Asylum building right by the airport. CityCast Dylan Brogan sat down with Dane County Clerk Scott McDonald to learn what keeps him up at night. It's Monday, November 20th. I'm Bianca Martin, and here's what Madison's talking about. Clerk McDonald, thank you for being here today. Absolutely. So during a recent press conference, you identified three potential threats to election security in Dane County, and that was 2020 election deniers, Russians, and water. So let's start with why water is a threat and how this new election center will help with that. Yeah, water is a very reliable threat, uh, I'll tell you. So in the last 10 years, the city of Madison has had their election equipment flooded out and destroyed twice, costing city taxpayers kind of a lot of money. That is because they really had inadequate space to store this equipment, this, these election scanners and the ADA accessible equipment as well. When you go and look at other places around the country, you'll see proper storage where things are off the ground. There is not a flooding issue. On top of that, for the county clerk in our office, we have hundreds of jail beds above us. So that means hundreds of toilets and showers and sinks and everything else. And we've had water come in multiple times to the point where it kept coming in the same spot. So we moved everything to the other side of the room as our solution to that. But that's not a good way to go. So so water is a consistent threat. And um, this building will really go a long way to solving that problem. Okay, what about the threats that we've been hearing about to local municipal clerks? Is is that part of why this election center, how will that help with it? Yeah, absolutely it will. So so right now, both the city and the county clerk are in the city-county building, which has like eight different entrances to it. It's open to the public, which it should be coming in to get a rezone or pay your taxes or whatever. But from uh, when we had Homeland Security review this facility, they're like, this is a disaster from a security point of view. You have a, a stop the steel rally going a block away and they come over here. There's nothing stopping them. So we did we did some improvements just so you couldn't walk off the street into my office, which is what it was before. We just got some plexiglass and stuff up. But I, ideally what you have is a secure foyer, bulletproof glass, a secure entrance for staff to get in so that they can't be stalked or or blocked coming in and out of work, which is what we've seen in, in Arizona that happened. You know, the city clerk, Mary Beth, uh, has gotten very specific death threats. We've had a lot of craziness here in Dane County, and I expect we will this next year. And unfortunately, this building won't be ready quite in time, but that, that'll be a massive improvement for the workers having a safe place to work. And then on top of that, you know, all the municipal clerks around the county, they store their equipment with us. One, it's safer from fire and 
and, and floods and everything else. But now they don't have someone coming in trying to grab their machine, which we see in Michigan and other places where you have maybe someone on the town board or some town resident barging into a to a broom closet where they're storing that machine and, and trying to open it. A little unbelievable that that's the lengths people go to to protect elections, I guess, and what their intent is, right? But it seems like the opposite. Oh, it's totally the opposite. It it, it is uh, obviously breaks the chain of custody on that. And the stupid thing about the whole thing is there's really nothing on that machine. It's a dumb terminal. And that from the beginning, I was like, what are they doing? There's nothing on There's nothing to find in there, except you're going to destroy that machine and have to have that town have to pay for another $6,000 piece of equipment. Well, let's get back to this new election site, because it's not going to be like the city county building, which needs to be open to the public in a way that this new facility won't. But it's going to be at the former Ale Asylum Brewery. This is a really big building. It's got a, a warehouse and also like a kitchen and a restaurant. So w- why do you need all this space? And w- what is it going to look like when it's fully renovated and everything? Yeah, no, that's a good question. I mean, we wanted to to make sure we bought a building that we didn't outgrow a couple of years later. So it is a little bit larger. We were initially looking at building on a greenfield out by the landfill, county-owned land. And when we looked at the prices for that, it was extremely high and you're seeing all these other bids coming in for projects, the jail and others are going to come in really high. And so if you can renovate an existing building, it saves a, it's like half the price. Then we started looking and seeing what buildings could fit. And there was not that many. There was one in Fitchburg we looked at that was a former vaccine factory. like, And then this one, uh, the Ailis Island. The nice thing about it is it's got a nice big open warehouse that we can use for recounts that we can store all of the, the equipment and all of it not just the electronics we can pull a truck in i mean right now madison is loading ballots and stuff in the rain it's not good i mean this is one of the things I, I want people to realize is the current situation around the county is actually terrible and when you go to other counties in other states and you see a proper setup and i brought county employees, you know, from public works and department administration along. And they were like, oh, now we understand what you're saying. This is a proper layout. It's safe, secure, fire suppression, everything else. You can load and do everything inside. We're walking around out in the weather doing things that that no business doing it that way. So that'll solve all that problem. And, you know, the price was good. I mean, I, you know, I mean, uh, under $5 million, part of it is that we own the land, you know, the county airport owns the land. So I think we had an advantage on that sense. So there's going to be a warehouse component. There's going to be offices up top. Um, and I mean, is this going to be open to the public ever? Like, because uh, it is, you know, elections are still public affair and people are allowed to watch and stuff. How is it? How is this facility going to accommodate that? Sure. Yeah, there will be times it's open to the public. Um, I will say that this isn't intended to be a, a polling location. It's really going to be sort of the back office operations of the election, not the front office, so to speak. But, you know, there are things like a public test where you can view the machines being run through their paces. That's in state law. And we we could have that there. Recounts are public. So um, there are opportunities for there to be public access. We, you know, in our office, we do more than just elections. I mean, for, we do marriage licenses and dogs, thing, all kinds of things, you know that. But We've moved a lot of that virtually. And so for my office, the public demand is less, way less than it used to be. You know, nice thing about this site too, it's on a bus line. 
you know, it's not not out by the landfill, which is one of the things I was worried about. Because, you know, in the future, who knows? You know, who knows what changes might happen? And we, we may want this building to be accessible in, in a different way. So are, is this, it's like the, your staff, the county clerk's office, just going to be moved to this new facility? Yes. Can you just walk us through like what your office does on election day? Like what it, that looks like working with the municipal clerks and everything? I try to explain it as the, the county clerk sets up the party and the municipal clerk throws the party and the county clerk cleans up the party. So we we hand we create all the ballots and all the election media and set everything up. Then we get that out to the clerks and they test it and they hire the poll workers. They run the elections. And then all that comes back to us and we post the results on election night. And then um, we do the canvas and, and everything after the fact. Kind of gets handed back and forth. On election day, typically what I'm doing is going out and fixing machines that are having problems because we do have a vendor who can do some of that, but they're sometimes they're busy. So it's just faster. So you're going out there and fixing these machines yourself? It's just faster. Hmm. So, I mean, do like all the ballots end up in one centralized place? Because you got to keep them for a while, right? Yeah, they don't right now. We're either the only one or one of the few counties that where the ballots are still with the municipalities. So that's one of the things that this new facility can change, which is like the wheel will be the custodian of all those ballots after the election. And depending on the election, like a federal election, they have to be maintained for 22 months. Right now, they're all over the place. And so one advantage of us having it is, is one, we can have a, a fire suppression that doesn't use water and we can preserve those ballots. And I've seen that in other places like Tampa and Cook County even has a new building. Also, we'll be the ones taking those open records requests, which is something you know, we get all the time. I want this ballot. I want this envelope, these things. And and that can then hit the county instead of some some town where they don't, they have to pay a lot of money for an attorney that they don't have. We already have a whole law firm upstairs. I can see why this would, municipal clerks must think of this as a positive change too. So like, is there anything else that this new election center will help those, those town clerks? Because I don't know if people realize it, but a lot of places in Wisconsin, like it's just your neighbor down the street. It's kind of a part-time thing and they take it very seriously administering a fair election. Yeah. And there's huge advantages to having it be someone that, you know, it's not some faceless bureaucrat in, in the city county building or something. I mean, I think that is a real advantage to our system. For them, they also have a, a backup site. So if something's going wrong with the town hall, they can just bug out right to our new facility. You, you know, they'll be able to store all of their the ballots and their equipment means that that's something, you know, in a town hall, some of these town halls are small and they don't have the most secure setup. So people aren't there. Now all that stuff's protected by cameras. Staff is there all the time. A lot of town clerks, they just work twice a week. You know, they're in Wednesdays and Fridays. So that's a big improvement. I, I think we're going to need to work with them on on making sure that one thing I pledged them, this isn't going to cost them money. A lot of times the county ends up with a bill that they're like, well, I don't get that much out of this, you know? So we're going to avoid that. And I've talked to the county board about that. And then we're going to have to work on, on how to like facilitate the movement of equipment so that it's easy on them. I mean, you'll have these clerks who've been there for a long time. They're 70 years old and they don't want to be hauling equipment around. So we'll have to work that out as well. So you mentioned cameras and stuff. Will this new election center like 
be open to observers or will there be cameras that can live stream or how is that going to work in terms of just like the public's right to view things? For the things that they're, they have a, a right to view, um, absolutely. We, if you, if you have a right to view, say a public test, I mean, you'll be able to come in and, and see that live in person, but we'll also be able to live stream and record it. So I know like, for example, we've been recording on zoom, our board of canvas meetings and saving them the campaigns in particular really like that because let's say they want to be in four different counties at once it's hard on them so being able to say okay i can watch two of them on a, on a monitor a lot of it's kind of boring and you just want to follow along a little bit but important and so th th that's been a real benefit i think just to clarify you mentioned that there has been some high profile recounts in Dane County, and that's been at the Monona Terrace. This new facility—that's where this will, where recounts will happen. Yeah, unless there's some some extraordinary circumstances where we might need a, an even bigger facility. Because I mean, we did in 2020. We we used a lot of Monona Terrace for that recount. But I think you know, nine out of ten recounts we can handle in house with this. This new election center, the warehouse part of it probably can get used a little bit sooner. In terms of moving fully into that building, um, that's not going to happen before the presidential election in 2024. It's at least a year and a half, um, probably more like two years before it's you know ribbon cutting time. So how worried are you about election security, given that this building won't be ready by the 2024 presidential election? Well, I'm I'm very worried about it. I will say, you know, the building isn't like a silver bullet. It doesn't solve every problem. It, you know, there can still be hacks and, and things going on. For, I, I worry about what what Russia and China and Iran are up to. I mean, you can't send that much equipment over there and nothing happens in response, in my opinion. So, and, you know, the feds have said we're one of a handful of states that they're worried about. You know, there's a handful of purple states in, in this country. And generally the blue parts of those purple states are the ones that are most at risk. How is Russia and China a threat? They could try to, I mean, a simple way to do it would be to try to work on um, denying posting of results in Milwaukee or Madison. Do they take down the county server? And then does that, oh, there's something going on. I mean, that's, you know, there's simple things like that. There could be auto calls going into polling places with fake bomb threats. I mean, these are just cheap, easy things that could cause problems on election day, for example. Um, of course, they're always stirring up problems on on social media, trying to you know agitate people, and that could end up with folks at our door. I mean, I'll, I mean that's just for. I mean, we have a domestic version of that, which is more worrisome. I'm, there's there's plenty of uh, examples of things that can happen. One of the things I I kind of explain about the threat to election workers is it's more like a lightning strike. It's not like I'm getting a death threat every two weeks or something like that. No, most of the time. It's all fine. It's boring. But then some event happens, obviously more likely to happen near the election. Something happens. Some bit of misinformation on Gateway Pundit or some other website. And then the lightning lands on you. I mean, the whole Dominion fake conspiracy started in a rural Michigan county that's very red. I always try to tell folks around the state, I know we all think it's going to, something might happen to Milwaukee and Dane, but you never know. It could be anywhere. So the Wisconsin Supreme Court, the rules have changed based on some decisions they've made in recent years, notably banning absentee ballot drop boxes. So what effect do you think 
these new rules heading into 2024 are going to have on the presidential election that's coming up? Well, first I'd say I'm not sure that's going to be the rule. I think we'll have new rules again. There's nothing wrong with those drop boxes. We have blue drop boxes with eagles on the side of them. They work fine. And the drop boxes, for example, Madison has, they have a camera on them. They're in front of fire stations. There's someone there. They're superior to a mail U.S. mailbox. So I think that whole argument was kind of ridiculous. I, I do think it's not great to be going back and forth, which is what I anticipate. I think it's confusing. It does breed distrust to constantly change the rules every cycle. But I mean, that's, you know, part of the negative consequence of the big lie is that it fuels this suspicion that's not based in reality. What's something about the Dane County Clerk's Office you wish more people knew about? Uh, You know, one thing I guess I wish people knew is how radically transparent we try to be with the election. So, you know, we publish every single ballot to the web so that you can click through and see whether anybody wrote you in for city alder. We have all of the inspector's reports and everything that that you might be interested in is there. Even the cast vote record, which is basically an entire giant Excel spreadsheet about how each ballot voted. So you can see, well, wow, these people voted for, you know, Donald Trump down here later on, they voted for someone I wouldn't have expected. And you can crunch those numbers. So, you know, we try to try to do that. We broadcast everything. And yet, you know, a lot of times what I've noticed is when you try to respond to some of the criticisms, they just, some of these folks just move on. They have a new thing. They don't care. You know what I mean? All right. Well, we really appreciate your time. Are you considering a run for Dane County executive? Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm really focused on my job right now and especially considering the year ahead. So that's my focus right now. All right. I'll take it. Hey, Scott, really appreciate your time and giving us all this information about this new election center. Yeah, it'll be great for, for a long time to come. That was CityCast Dylan Brogan speaking with Dane County Clerk Scott McDonald. And here's what else Madison's talking about. Things to do this week. All this talk of Ale Asylum might make you want to go get some good local brewed beer. There are several trivia nights this week that might be of interest. This Tuesday night, there's Smarty Pints Trivia at High Noon Saloon. And on Wednesday, there's Brews and Q's Taproom Trivia at Young Blood Beer Company on North Street. And free trivia at Starkweather Brewing Company in Atwood. That's a lot of trivia for a city that loves trivia. Another event that might be of interest to you if trivia is not your thing. Do you like bingo? On Tuesday night, you could check out Music Video Bingo at Hop House Brewing in Verona. I personally love MTV and VH1 music videos more than most things, so that sounds really fun. That's all for today here on CityCast Madison. I'm Bianca Martin. If you'd like to come work with us as a producer, this is our final shout out. The listing for our full-time producer position closes today. So get your app in. If you're listening on your phone, scroll down. We've got a link to the ad. If you're listening on the web, click on our jobs page. That's citycast.fm slash jobs. If you enjoyed today's show, why not tell a democracy head about us? We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Ciao.